Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. Our temperatures will be just shy of 50 degrees with a few high clouds moving through. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. Right now, we are at 31 degrees in our nation's capital, where the time now is 2.59. You're listening to WTOP. Washington's news, traffic, and weather station. WTOP News. Facts matter. Wednesday morning, midweek, December 13th, 2023. Welcome in. I'm Dean Blaine. Coming up in the 3 a.m. hour on WTOP early this morning for you. Could the Capitals and Wizards cross the Potomac into a new arena in Northern Virginia? I'm Dick Juliano. But as you might imagine, D.C. is not giving up without a fight. Reaction to Metro's warning of possible steep service cuts. It's like a step backward. I'm Nick Einelli. Also, Congress questions the GSA and FBI about the process for picking a new headquarters. I'm John Doman. Gains across the board on Wall Street. Asian stocks have been mainly lower this morning. Good morning. It's 3 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Christopher Cruz. Hearing no objection, it is so decided. That's Sultan Al-Jabir, president of the U.N. Climate Conference in Dubai today, announcing a climate agreement. Almost 200 countries agreed to the deal, which was reached after two weeks of hard-fought negotiations. Nations would begin reducing global consumption of fossil fuels to avert the worst impacts of climate change. It's a first-of-its-kind agreement, decades in the making, that could could signal the beginning of the end of the oil age. President Biden met with Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky at the White House to discuss more aid for Ukraine. Congress needs to pass a supplemental funding for Ukraine before they break the holiday recess before they give Putin the greatest Christmas gift they could possibly give him. CBS's Ed O'Keefe says the administration is negotiating now with Republicans. White House Chief of Staff and his team, and now the Homeland Security Secretary today showing up on Capitol Hill for discussions with Democrats and Republicans who've been trying to get some kind of an agreement that boosts funding for border security agents, plus judges along the border, but then also makes changes in policy that critics are going to point out looks a lot like what the Trump administration used to do. United Nations Human Rights Chief Volker Turk says the situation in Gaza is extremely precarious. There is a clarion call for everyone and for the international institutions that deal with it to take it very seriously and act on it. The UN General Assembly yesterday voted overwhelmingly to demand a humanitarian ceasefire in Gaza. The Emmy-winning actor, a 61-year-old Andre Brower, has died after a short illness, according to his publicist. Robert Thompson is at the Center for the Study of Popular Television at Syracuse University. If he's not quite a household name, he's certainly one of those people that when you saw him, you would recognize him. You know, he was on SVU and he was on How. And he also had one of those voices that you would recognize. Rite Aid's decision to close hundreds of its stores, prompting fears of pharmacy deserts. Locally owned Pucci's Pharmacy is adapting to five Sacramento area Rite Aid pharmacies shuttering operations. We have seen an increase in uh, our volume of business. Some insurance companies limit locations they'll allow people to fill prescriptions. It's a difficult search for Ashley Steiner's parents and grandparents. Traveling and the amount of money it costs is concerning. Pucci's owner Joel Hockman says if we don't get regulators and lawmakers to address the reimbursement issue, we shouldn't have those barriers. CBS News Sacramento reporter Hunter Sowards. This is CBS News. 
You don't need a job platform. You need a hiring partner. Indeed lets you schedule and conduct virtual interviews all from one place. Start at Indeed.com slash credits. Dear Santa, I hope you are having a good day in the North Pole. Is it cold all the time there? Is that why your cheeks are so rosy? My mom says I'm a good helper. But you didn't come last year. Was my chimney broken? I just really hope this year when I wake up, I'm going to see that you came to my house, too. Wow. Donate and help the Marines deliver hope to a child in need. WTOP News Time, now 3.03. Good Wednesday morning, midweek, December 13th, 2023. Hardly cloudy, chilly throughout the day today. The high should be around 45 to 50. We're at 31 in Washington right now. Good morning to you. I'm Dean Lane. We thank you for taking us along for your early 3 a.m. hour Thursday morning ride. Beginning the ride this morning with a question. Are the Capitals and Wizards planning to move out of downtown D.C.? Sources tell WTOP this morning that owner Ted Leonsis and Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin will formally be side-by-side later today, this Wednesday, to make an announcement in the rapidly growing Alexandria neighborhood of the Potomac Yard. The Caps and Wizards owner and the Virginia governor will be side by side just 48 hours after Virginia lawmakers approved the idea of the state providing a new home for the two teams. Potomac Yard, the former rail yard, is near Amazon's second headquarters and the newly opened Potomac Yard Metro Station. You know, frankly, it is it is potentially devastating to our downtown economy. Jaron Price is president and CEO of the downtown D.C. Business Improvement District, who says losing the Caps and Wizards would be a considerable blow to the city. Since 1997, having our sports teams here in the heart of downtown was a key part of the major resurgence of our downtown economy. Dick Iuliano, WTOP News. And we're learning here at WTOP Wednesday morning that D.C.'s Mayor Muriel Bowser and D.C. Councilman Phil Mendelson are introducing legislation together to support a complete renovation of Capital One. It includes, we're told, a half billion dollars of funding to modernize the arena. Stay tuned. WTOP at 3.05 on your Wednesday morning. Our other big story is transportation, specifically Metro this morning. A glimpse into possible ominous future for mass transit in the region. Metro's leader says dramatic service and fare changes could be coming next year in 2024. That is, if money is not found to plug budget shortfalls now hitting, we're told, $750 million. Now, under Metro's general manager, Randy Clark's proposed budget for the upcoming fiscal year, the 10 rail stations that see the fewest riders will close. The proposed budget also calls for fewer trains to run overall. So expected wait times, for example, between them would be 15 minutes during the week, 20 minutes on the weekend. Metro Rail would also close at 10 p.m. seven days a week. And when it comes to what you pay to ride Metro, fares could go up by at least 20 percent and more lines would see turnarounds, not running the full line. Clark says those drastic cuts that he's named can be avoided if there's a combination of Maryland, Virginia and D.C. coming up with $663 million. That's on top of the $1.2 billion they already pay. This is Nick Ionelli talking to Metro riders about the possible cuts. They're not happy about it. I think it would be a real shame because if that happens, that's going to send more people into cars. It's a death spiral. It's not good. It would be a terrible thing, I think, for the city. I mean, public transportation is uh, really, really important. And uh, it's the wrong time to be cutting back on that. 
D.C. Councilmember Charles Allen, who chairs the Transportation Committee, is speaking out, saying he's confident that regional leaders all agree that the metro cuts can never become reality. Maryland Governor Wes Moore's office released a statement saying his administration is committed to working with Metro and seeking solutions to the complex funding challenges. And we're also hearing from Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin's office, which says his administration is engaging with regional partners to chart a path forward to ensure Metro's long-term viability. Nick Ainelli, WTOP News. In other news on Capitol Hill, the relocation of the FBI headquarters to Maryland is getting attention from lawmakers. The site selection panel was assembled to make recommendations. And Elliot Dooms, the commissioner of the Public Building Service for GSA, noted that this time the GSA also took the rare step of releasing all the information that went into the final decision. And this is why we consider this one of the most transparent uh, site selection processes that GSA is ever involved in. We were surprised to see that the SSA came to a different conclusion than the site selection panel. Nicholas Demos is with the FBI's Finance and Facilities Division. The site selection plan allowed for this divergence. But I can say that within the FBI's own procurement shop, this is exceedingly rare. Doom cited two other instances when it did happen. But Scott Perry, who chairs the subcommittee holding the hearing, remains skeptical about how the process played out. American people smell a rat here. John Dome in WTOP News. Good Wednesday morning, December 13th. Welcome into WTOP. Time now is 3.08. Michael and Sons heating tune-up for only $59. Michael and Sons. I'm thinking weather on the 8s and when it breaks. Good morning to Rick McClure with this this early Wednesday morning in the WTOP Traffic Center. Still moving pretty well around the Capitol Beltway at this hour, Dino. And uh, let's head over to the northwest side, top side through Montgomery County, where we have two work zones set. Inner loop after the 270 spur that had the left lane blocked. And the work zone on the outer loop of the Legion Bridge has two left lanes getting by. And you're good so far through Prince George's and on the Virginia side of the Capitol Beltway. I-270 had a work zone south after Father Hurley Boulevard. It was along the right side at last check. Route 50 to the Bay Bridge westbound uh, span is closed with the work zone. Two-way travel on the eastbound side. Let's head over to uh, Silver Spring. We have uh, a work zone set up on the westbound side of University Boulevard uh, between Kerwin Road and Sligo Creek Parkway. That work zone blocks the right side of the roadway. And on the uh, Virginia side, 66 with the work zone set inside the Beltway West after the Roslyn Tunnel with the left lane getting by. 395 North at Route 27. The work had two left lanes getting by. We also had work southbound on 395 on the outbound 14th Street Bridge headed toward Route 1. Work shown in the express lanes was along the left side. I-95, Virginia side, uh, still at speed between the Springfield Interchange and Fredericksburg for the most part. We have one work zone set up south before exit 156 Dale City that has the left lane getting by. And police in response are wrapping up the crash cleanup along the eastbound Dulles Access Road under Monroe Street. That was along the right side. Want to test drive an electric car? Well, plug into fitsmall.com and find your electric ride today. Check out the Subaru Solterra, Hyundai Ioniq, or the Toyota BZ4X at fitsmall.com. That's the Fitz way. Rick McClure, WTOP Traffic. Clear conditions out there here early this morning, and that will allow our temperatures to drop fast. Frosty conditions expected, 20s to lower 30s for temperatures. We'll see partly cloudy skies for your Wednesday afternoon. Still on the chilly side, about 45 to 49 degrees. Expect cooler conditions on Thursday. Back behind a dry cold front. Low to mid 40s expected for Thursday afternoon, but it will be a bright day with sunshine. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. Uh, around the region this early morning, we're at 30 degrees in Rockville, 33 Ashburn, 33 District Heights, 31 
in our nation's capital. Brought to you with the 3 a.m. hour, Wednesday morning, December 13th, by Long Fence. Save 25% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Six months, no payment, no interest financing. Terms and conditions do apply. Go to longfence.com. I'm now to check your money news on WTOP Wednesday morning. This is a Bloomberg Money Minute. We know that lots of people subscribe to Netflix. Now we know what they're watching. The streaming service for the first time is out with mid-year viewer data for every title on its service. Number one, the political thriller The Night Agent, with more than 812 million hours of viewing, followed by season two of the family drama Ginny and Georgia. GM says it's a matter of safety. Motor Trend reports that's the main reason the automaker is phasing out Apple CarPlay and Android Auto in future products. The company says its upcoming Ultify infotainment software will include many popular apps, making the loss of CarPlay and Android Auto more tolerable. The work-from-home era is coming to an end at Kroger. The supermarket chain is ordering thousands of employees back to the office for three or four days a week starting early next year. The previous guidance in place since 2021 was two days a week. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Larry Kofsky on WTOP. Overseas this morning, Asian stocks mainly lower. The Kospi is down 25 points. The Hang Seng down this morning 142 points. The Shanghai is off 35, though the Nikkei is up by 83. Good morning. Glad you're with us here at WTLP. Hunter Biden come to the Hill today, but will he show up? We'll talk about that in depth next. And what can we can expect coming right up on WTLP, where the time now is 312. Good morning. Hey, Joe, I thought you were retired. <laughs> Living on a fixed income is tough. So here I am, an essential worker. I know. I mean, food prices are going up every day. Thank goodness for BenefitsCheckup.org. Benefits what? BenefitsCheckup.org. It's a free website where people over 60 can find help to pay for food, medicine, even utilities. I got $1,200 a year in benefits. Maybe it can help you. Here's David Birkin, the Senior Vice President for Public Sector Transformation and Professional Services at ICF, on the discussion Empowering the Federal Workforce, Preparing Teams to Harness Data and New Technologies, sponsored by ICF International. Out in our business units, there is untapped, really excellent capacity in the IT delivery space, and we're putting lightweight control frameworks around them so they can work effectively doing technology things, but making sure that control environment wraps around them. Listen to the entire discussion on Federal News Network. Search ICF International. ICF is a global consulting and technology services company. We work with federal agencies to design and implement tech solutions that improve mission outcomes. We combine domain expertise, leading-edge tech, advanced analytics, and human-centered practices. Our 2,000-plus technologists work with industry experts and over 30 platform partners to measurably improve program effectiveness. Since 1969, public and private sector clients have worked with ICF to navigate change and shape the future. Learn more about how ICF can help your agency at icf.com slash digital. Good Wednesday morning, midweek, December 13th. Welcome into WTLP. If you're just joining us, it'll be partly cloudy, chilly throughout the day today. By the time you rise, the temperature should be around 30 degrees this morning. The high today, 45 to 50. We are at 32 degrees at our nation's capital right now. Good morning to you. I'm Dean Blaine. Welcome in 314 on WTOP. This is WTOP News. A big week on Capitol Hill as Hunter Biden is being called before members of Congress. 
President's son was subpoenaed by the Republican-led House committees as part of their investigation into President Biden and his family's foreign business dealings. Hunter Biden has been subpoenaed to appear this Wednesday morning later today for a closed-door deposition on Capitol Hill. This morning, CBS senior investigative correspondent Catherine Harridge joins us with her take. We're still waiting for a final readout from the committee and from his attorneys, but they've laid out their positions over the last week. Hunter Biden's attorneys have offered public testimony arguing that these closed-door transcribed interviews can be leaked and the evidence in the testimony manipulated or distorted. The Republicans on the House Oversight and Judiciary Committee say that this is not a question where there's an option that the president's son is under subpoena and it's for a transcribed interview. And they argue that's the standard practice in this investigation as well as the January 6th investigation. A deposition first is kind of fact-finding, and then that leads the way to public testimony. Well, if he doesn't show, then what steps are Republicans threatening to take here? Well, they put out a statement a short time ago saying that they will initiate contempt proceedings if he doesn't appear for the deposition. That's not something that happens immediately. They'd have to have a markup in one of the committees. That's about 72 hours, but they would start the process towards that eventual vote and outcome. And they're sending a signal that they are, in their view, not going to allow him to be held to a different standard than other witnesses. Catherine, at the same time, what is the impact of last week's nine-count tax indictment against Hunter Biden that includes the allegations of felony tax evasion? I think there are a couple of issues here. I think first and foremost, if you take a look at that 56-page indictment, it does call Hunter Biden a lobbyist, and it goes into some detail about his foreign business dealings, and it strongly suggests that they are investigating Potential violations of FARA, which is the Foreign Agents Registration Act. It, it requires American citizens to tell the government if they're acting on the behalf of foreign interests. So that, again, leaves the door open to potentially a superseding indictment and additional charges. The reason it matters for this House investigation is they're looking at President Biden and the business deals and whether there were violations of foreign lobbying laws or other crimes. So it's just another data point in what has become sort of an ever-expanding investigation. That was CBS senior investigative correspondent Catherine Herridge in a conversation with Ann and Sean on WTOP. Quick look at some of the top stories we're following for you this early Wednesday on TLP. Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky met with President Biden this week Tuesday along with congressional leaders in Washington pressing for more military support as his country's war against Russia goes on. UN General Assembly voting formally overwhelmingly to demand a ceasefire in Gaza. The results coming up. We'll have more in just minutes. Stay with WTOP at 103.5 FM and WTOP.com. I'm Scarlett Johansson. My family relied on public assistance to help provide meals for us. These meals fueled my involvement in theater and the arts as a child, which fostered my love for acting. The Feeding America network of food banks helps millions of people put food on the table. You can join the movement to end hunger by donating, volunteering, and advocating. Because when people are fed, futures are nourished. Join the movement to end hunger at feedingamerica.org slash act now. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Coming right up after traffic and weather. Why this brand new car emissions testing site will never open here in the district. I'm Neil Augenstein. Good Wednesday morning, December 13th, 318 in the morning on WTOP. Traffic and weather on the 8th. Over to Rick McClure first in the WTOP Traffic Center. Let's head northwest through the district uh, where there is a building that caught fire a couple of hours ago, closing Columbia Road both ways between Harvard Street and Quarry Road. 
That's still under police direction, so we'll let you know when that street reopens. But right now, Columbia Road is closed both ways between Harvard Street and Quarry Roads in northwest D.C. Still looking good on both sides of the freeway between the 14th and 11th Street bridges. No issues reported on the 295s and still good on the D.C. side of the Suitland Parkway at the moment. Let's head over to Virginia, where police in response have cleared the crash along the eastbound side of the Dulles Access Road under Monroe Street, cleared from the right lane. Still at speed on the Virginia side at 95, up and down, Springfield Interchange between uh, Springfield Interchange and Fredericksburg. Had one work zone headed south before route or the exit to Dale City, exit 156, that was uh, on the right side. I-395 North, we're checking on the work zone at Route 27 that had the two left lanes getting by. Also work southbound in the express lanes on the outbound 14th Street Bridge headed toward Route 1. It was along the left side at one point. 66 with work zone set inside the Beltway West after the Roslyn Tunnel with the left lane getting by. On the Maryland side, work zone set eastbound Route 100 through Hanover has the left lane getting by near Coca-Cola Drive. 50 to the Bay Bridge, we're checking on the work zone that closes the westbound span. Two-way travel on the eastbound side for now. Also construction on the eastbound ramp to Route 8 along the right side. And two work zones on the Capitol Beltway right now. We're going to check on the one through Montgomery County. Actually, both are through Montgomery County. The one on the interloop after the 270 spur that had the left lane blocked and the work zone on the outer loop of the Legion Bridge with two left lanes getting by. Rick McClure, WTOP Traffic. Clear and cold this morning with a chance of patchy fog. Our winds relatively light. Temperatures starting out in the 20s to lower 30s across the area. Later today, temperatures will top out in the mid to upper 40s. Partly cloudy skies and winds out of the northwest at 5 to 15 miles per hour. Not a bad day at all. On Thursday, sunshine and cooler conditions in the lower to mid 40s across the area. Friday's looking good. Back to sunshine and up some 10 degrees in the 50s. 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. Right now we're at 30 degrees in Manassas, 36 Metro Center, 32 in Frederick, Maryland. We are up to 34 once again in our nation's capital. Brought to you this time around on WTOP by Lynn the Plumber Heating and Air. Trusted. Same day service, seven days a week. Check them out. Lynn the Plumber Heating and Air. WTOP at 321. Are you a family with child medical expenses and looking for relief? United Healthcare Children's Foundation is here to help. They offer medical grants that financially help families cover costs that are not covered or not fully covered by their commercial health insurance. So far, the United Healthcare Children's Foundation has awarded more than 34,000 grants worth more than $70 million. You don't need to be insured through United Healthcare to qualify. Visit grantsforkids.org. That's grantsforkids.org and apply. Apply for a grant today. You're with Dean Lane on WTOP. <coughs> Hello? Man, where are you? I thought you were coming. I can't. I'm in bed with the flu. <coughs> the flu? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Grandma's about to crowd, sir. Man, I'll call you back. Don't get stuck at home with the flu. A flu shot is safe, effective, and you can get it at the same time as your COVID-19 vaccine. A flu shot is the best way to prevent the flu and its potentially serious complications. Don't get flu FOMO. Learn more at GetMyFluShot.org. Brought to you by the AMA, CDC, and the Ad Council. Good Wednesday morning, midweek, December 13th. Glad you're with us. 322 in the morning on WTOP. Welcome in. You're listening to WTOP News. Locally word this morning that an Ashburn, Virginia man has been arrested after three separate sexual assaults in one day this week, the Loudoun County Sheriff's Office says it all happened between 1 p.m. and 3 p.m. in the Ashburn area this week. All three women reported that they were followed and then inappropriately touched by a man. 
Deputies identified the suspect as 20-year-old Ryan Cunningham this morning. He's charged now with sexual battery and is being held without bond this morning. DC recently installed a self-service car emissions testing site in Northeast, hoping to make the process easier for people east of the Anacostia River. But we're learning that facility will never, ever open. This is the brand new emissions testing kiosk located here in Kenilworth Park in Northeast D.C., but it will never screen a single car at this location. The U.S. Park Service says it hadn't heard D.C. plan to install an emissions lane here in Kenilworth Park right near the playground and athletic fields. The Park Service says D.C.'s Department of Parks and Recreation approved the kiosk without the authority or permission to install it. And there's a long-standing agreement that this kind of parkland just be used for recreation. D.C. says that the kiosk will be moved to another location. In Northeast, Neil Augenstein, WTLP News. A U.S. agency is taking the first step toward requiring new vehicles to prevent drunk or impaired driving. The National Highway Traffic Safety Administration is taking the first step toward requiring devices in vehicles that prevent drunk or impaired driving. The devices were required in the bipartisan infrastructure law passed by Congress in 2021. That year, more than 13,000 people were killed in drunk driving crashes. NHTSA and a group of 16 automakers have been jointly funding research into technology that would automatically test a driver's breath for alcohol and stop a vehicle from moving if the driver is impaired. The driver wouldn't have to blow into a tube. A sensor would check their breath. Another company is working on light technology that could test for blood alcohol in a person's finger. It can take years for a regulation to make its way through the process. Ed Donahue, Washington. You are listening to 103.5 FM and WTOP.com. Hi, I'm Marcel Spears. Keeping our global neighborhood safe is a tough job, made easier by America's brave military dogs. These dogs keep our troops safe by sniffing out bombs and IEDs and locating enemy positions. Yet when these canine heroes retire, they're too often left overseas. American Humane works to bring these valiant dogs home and reunites them with their handlers for happy, healthy retirements. To learn how you can help, visit AmericanHumane.org. You're with WTOP and Dean Lane. The WTOP Traffic Center. Tracking the top trouble spots. The biggest backups. The major incidents. The slowest traffic. WTOP Traffic. Every 10 minutes, on the 8s, and when it breaks. Sports at 25 and 55. Powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. 325, Wednesday morning, December 13th. Mr. Rob Woodford. A busy day of basketball in College Park started with a blowout win for the Maryland women and ended with the men's team beating Alcorn State 105-65 behind the breakout shooting performance they have been waiting for. A season best 14 of 30 from three-point range, three of them from Jamie Kaiser off the bench as part of his career-high 12 points, telling Big Ten Network. Well, Coach Willard kept saying we got to continue the energy that we have from the Penn State game and then bring it into this game. We couldn't have a trap game, you know, let up against the people 